0: Hi, Middle Age Gamers. Welcome back to another Wednesday morning, Tuesday evening show where we cover the latest news, events, stories in gaming. And today we have a jam-packed show, as usual. Nine stories, potentially ten. We'll see how it goes. Plus, and an unfortunate Final Fantasy story, but more about that later. As Adam Antoine is going to start first, today is going to be Antoine with his first story
1: about uh, Total War Warhammer 3. And we're going to talk about latest and freshest DLC called... I can't even remember the Shadows, Song of Shadows or whatever. Anyway, it's coming out on August 31st. It's $30 on Steam right now. And if you pre-order, it's 10% off. So it's $30 instead of 33, if that makes any difference. And in this DLC, compared to the first two, the first one was introducing the Ogre Race, which was terribly reviewed. The second one introduced more, oh yeah, there's the four Chaos Lords, which was clearly reviewed. And on this one, instead of introducing some new factions, it's fleshing out the first one. So it's fleshing out Zensch. Remember, I talked about Zensch a while ago in one of our old podcast saying that it was really hard to play with the bad guys because you, diplomatically, it's really hard to get any alliance, or basically council. You're always under attack. Here you're getting a new a new hero with a changeling of Dench. You get a new dragon with Grand Cate. You add the iron and the stone dragon. Now you also have the jade dragon, which is a much easier faction because I humans from completely at the right of the map with no one to threaten them in the right. So it's much easier to start with. I don't know exactly where the jade dragon will start, but. You and Bo of Grand Cate might be a safe bet. Again, that's a faction which was already quite fleshed out with a good mechanic, but only two lords to start with. Here you have a a third one. And with Kislev, which to me was quite tough simply because you're in the middle of the map, with the Empire of Human under you, which kind of supports you, Chaos on top, and Dwarf, who completely lose it at some point in the game and completely destroyed my game at anyway. That was quite tough. And here you, I'm sure you know the myth of Baba Yaga, this Russian witch with the cabin in the wood with the chicken legs. Here it's Mother Ostankyar. So that's basically Baba Yaga. She's a witch in the woods with a little weird hut. And she's commanding some all manner of nature related to Russian folklore. And she's up to defend Kislev. So that might be good because in Kislev, you only had two factions, which was a with the court of Kislev with the Ice Queen, and the uh, Orthodox guy with a very Russian name, but I can't recall his name, who always get destroyed very fast in the game. And yes, I don't know exactly where she will start, likely even more north than the Queen of Ice, of the Ice Queen. So it's going to definitely be quite challenging, I think, play. Yeah, it's reaching as the three starting faction with, I think, quite the challenge, which is logical because our industry is starting to get quite old now as a game, at least 2-3 years old, with already DLC. And no little quiz, guys, it's a DLC which doesn't introduce factions. What does it introduce, actually? It introduces, they expand the roster with 11 additional units. There's a nine new Regiment of Honor here. Yeah. Your base units, but of honor, meaning they are overpowered, and you need to feel certain condition to buy them. But you usually put them with your strongest army to to get an elite army among your your nine or ten armies. And basically that's it. You have three new three new heroes to start with. You have a bit more units. You have a bit more regiments of renown. I don't believe there's many. Mechanic change, because again, it just flesh out existing, existing factions. So it's not like you're going to get a new faction with a completely different mechanic, or would be completely different from Dwarf, for instance. At $30 a DLC, do you think I'm going to buy it? No. Do you think I recommend people to buy it? I'm gonna say no. My recommendation, as usual, wait for a few years to get a Steam sale to get all the DLCs at, one, at once hopefully at, I don't know, 10 or $20, because they just try to do the civilizations thing, but just badly. Because I was talking to Korean before, he knows, in Civilization 5, 6, whatever, yes, they do tons of DLCs adding one or two Civilizations at a time, but usually they add a Civilization, they add a story pack, and they add all of these for ten twelve $12. Here you get, Three new heroes. So basically, it's, I want to see three new stories. Yeah, but doesn't really. There's no revolution anywhere. There's no revolution mechanics, and you pay all of this for thirty dollars. After you got very bad reviews on the ogre, the first DLC there was really bad reviews. Even on Steam, if you go there, that it's quite. It's not even mixed reviews. It's quite negative, right? Simply because it was you're adding a new faction, which is the ogre, which is. One of the most iconic faction of the East. And apparently the gameplay is really boring. So yeah, that's just... I don't know exactly what happened there. But they are not doing so good with DLCs. Again, wait for a still sale in a couple of years. And try your hand. That's what I'm going to do. As usual, of course. That's really what I recommend. Just wait and see what the reviews will be. If it's very positive, go ahead. But just don't believe it. Could me pessimistic or something like this, but are there many thoughts?
2: No, not really. I'm of a different mindset. I think if you really like a game, you should support the dev and grab it when you can, rather than just necessarily waiting. But uh, yeah, I've never played a Warhammer Total War game. I played the Shogun Total War and Rome Total War, but never one of the Warhammer ones.
1: I agree for independence. You with this money, I'm sure the Total War Who is it was doing this already. I I... Yeah. Consum- yeah, that's so popular. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you guys a question, right? Do you think we've moved into a, an era of gaming? And I this is what I think that where companies realize there are whales who are willing to spend a hundred dollars or thirty dollars for a DLC or Marvel Snap just did this where they have you can spend a hundred dollars and get a huge number of credits, a huge number of boosters which allow you to increase your ranking. And they was they said they were only gonna do it once, but they just did it last month for a second time where you could spend a hundred dollars and get this huge advantage and people like why but I feel like not just for whatever but I've seen games have these like exorbitant DLCs or buy this character this game and yes Apex Legends seems to like ring a bell Adam was talking about like character expansions and stuff I don't know I feel like gaming studios are like yes there are whales and they are willing to pay more money for stuff I doubt it for sure but maybe this is the era that we're in gaming did you see the
1: burger meme on this no in, in the year two, there's a little burger, full burger, nice burger, full burger. Year 2000, your game, you have everything on your burger. You have your tomatoes, your lettuce, your meat, everything. 2010, you have your burger with your meat, but you have the tomato and the salad in DLC. Sure. And All in right. the tw- 2020, you, you buy your game, you just have the bread. The meat comes in DLC, and DLC 2 is the tomatoes, DLC 3 is the... And the DLC 4 is a major for, we can make more money with life service game or not even life service game, just basic game and I add the core component of the game after you, you actually have to force the player to spend twice the amount for the game you would have entirely for free, not for free, but the full game in the year two, in the two thousands. That's what it is.
2: What do you think out of I think it's a little more complicated than that. For example. If you look at the production costs of games way back when they were much lower, games are getting bigger. Now games are costing more than some movies to make. And when pri- game prices went up to $70, people complained. They're like, I, I don't want to pay $70. I wanted to stay at $60 and it's least games are getting more expensive to make. If we're make, if we're selling it at the same price, you got to make up that money somehow and DLC was the solution to to do that and and so i think it's one of those things where it's complicated if we want these big games you do have to pay for it somehow and some there are different solutions one way is just to raise the price of a game one way is to add a lot of dlc and one way is to do the microtransaction route and say hey do something like apex where you can buy a skin but a skin could be ten dollars us if you've bought seven skins in the game you've already spent the price of a full game and this game is has dozens upon dozens of skins so you could easily spend more than you would have on a regular game so yeah i think it's a, a i think it's just a, the complex cities of economy and trying to get the most bang for your buck and get the most buck for your bang
1: but that i entirely agree with you in it depends what type of dlc if it's the witcher dlc which adds to the story or the skyrim dlc which adds content new mechanic new story i'm very happy to pay for it if it's one of these, I say, I don't say Japanese game, but take any RPG, how many... Take a Tales. Uh, thank you. That's my cat playing with my microphone. Take a, any Tales of Tales of, right? How many DLC do you have? Yeah, have your party as uh, with a Japanese uh, schoolgirl uniform or relaxed casual uniform or XYZ or swimsuit or you see them all the time, right? That's cosmetic, and if you want to spend to support the studio, it's fine, fair enough, no worries. But don't put your core component that should have been included in the game at first as a DLC. That's, for me, that's just not correct. I've said if it's just cosmetic, or if it's a DLC which adds to a story like a Witcher, Blood and Wine, which is fantastic, yes, absolutely, that's fine. Horizon Not Forbidden West like Zero Down with the with Banuk DLC. That was nice. And I was happy to pay for it.
2: Cool. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. Okay. But at the same That's, time, if uh, people wanted to add, say, stuff to Warhammer, right? Why not pay for it?
1: <laughs> yes, I would if I knew it was good. If, like, I wanted to buy the Ogre. I just didn't do it because in the lore, the Ogre are very important because they have this this specific magic to them, right? The gastromancy. And, and I really wanted it. It's just that, I waited, and I saw the reviews, and I was like, yeah, no, they blew it. Mm. I'm not going to spend $30 on something that I know is not good. Why Why would I do that?
2: It makes sense. Have you seen the reviews? are bad, yeah. Tech Civilization,
1: I bought almost all the scenario back, even if some are, yeah, <laughs> not so good. Some are better than others. Let's put it that way. It's more diplomatic.
2: All right, Adam, you can go ahead. All right, so for my first story, we're going to be talking about... Forgot. Hang on. Oh yes. So if you're a PlayStation fan, we got some PlayStation news. Tower of Fantasy is finally releasing on the PlayStation Five, and yeah, you can play it now. It went up as of yesterday, August eighth. Unfortunately, if you are a already playing Tower of Fantasy on the PC or on mobile, there is no cross play between Tower of Fantasy, the PlayStation versions, and mobile and PC. And the reason for that is a really odd reason. Level Infinite was the publisher of the mobile and PC version of the game. And Level Infinite is owned by Tencent. Tencent, oddly enough, made the decision to have Perfect World publish the PS4 and PS5 versions. So the mobile and PC version are published by Level Infinite. The PS4, PS5 version are published by Perfect World. And because these two, because there's two different publishers, technically they're two different versions of the game. So they're going to be getting updates and things like that at different times. And because of that, They're actually, the two versions are not compatible with each other. So if you are a Tower of Fantasy fan and you've been playing on mobile and you have a PS5 or a PS4 and you want to play it on your PS5 or PS4, you're going to have to start over. You can't just use your old character. So keep that in mind. But yeah, if you have not played the game or if you're willing to start a new character then you can pick this up on PS4, PS5, and it is completely free. There were some people that were confused because it did say that there was, you could pre-order it, and there was like a price for the pre-order it, but that price was actually more for the benefits of pre-ordering, not for the game itself. The game itself is free, but if you had pre-ordered it, you would get some bonus stuff. So that price was for that. But so yeah, so now if you want to, you can just download it for free and go ahead and play. Sweet. Sweet. Do either you know of you want to remind the audience what is Tower Fantasy? Antoine played it, right?
1: I tried because, if you recall, Eric who came to our show a year ago and that was my neighbor is a big fan of all this uh, Gacha game. at don't carry the tarot Fantasy, and yeah, it's an open world Gacha world. Which I won't tell you much about it because, unfortunately, it bore me after about ten hours. But it's good. I'll be honest, it's good. It's just it bore me because it's just not really the, my kind of game. But the quality is good. There's lots of quests. There's a big open world. There's plenty of such to stuff to do. The Gacha system isn't entertaining and doesn't force you to microtran- microtransact every two seconds. It's honestly, for a free game, It's I really encourage you to play. See if you like it. I know that Eric is uh, completely hooked on it, and I understand. Just not my thing. Um, Again, I'm much more a Total War Warhammer kind of thing, like strategy game. But yeah, I, I really think it's going to it's gonna do great. It's just a shame about this lack of compatibility. I don't know exactly what happened there. Maybe some money story behind it, publisher, publisher game. But again, if, if you never tried it or even if you just want to restart, it's going to look great on the PS5, on the big screen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great.
2: Yeah, from what I've heard, Tower of Fantasy kind of has a reputation for making really weird and bad decisions, like time-gating things and things like that. Or So apparently they were saying, I guess we're on version 3.0 now, and version 3.1 was like seriously time-gated because it was designed as a mobile game. And you play it for a while, and it's kind of like, okay, I can't really do much more. I have to wait for my time-gates or something like that. If I want to unlock a certain chest, I have to wait like 86 hours for the chest to come back or something like that you just there's nothing to do for a really long time i've heard they gotten rid of they've gotten rid of that but from what it sounds like now is it's still pseudo time gated locked where you're trying to upgrade your character you have to upgrade these nodes or towers around the map and to upgrade those you need to grab these orbs around the map and then but there's only a limited number and they refresh every week so once you've grabbed all of them for the week then you know you can just go around and fight enemies but you can't really upgrade anything and then so you grab all those you upgrade your stuff and then once you've upgraded those things then you can upgrade something else which will unlock i think more nodes around the map or something i don't know but it's it's still kind of time gated but yeah from what i've heard the gameplay is good the gameplay loop is what needs improvement
1: Fair enough at least i know what to improve but you can see from genshin impact the number of game which which are very similar which popped out Within years, this genre has is, uh, is a big success, and I'm pretty sure this is not the last kind of game that we'll see there. No. Nope. I wish them all the best. Okay, and let's move on to my
0: first story, which is about Nintendo Switch 2023 news. Or, as you're right now, if you're a Switch owner, Nintendo has a multiplayer sale. So all these multiplayer games moving out, like... I didn't realize Katamari was a multiplayer game, but apparently it is. Maybe Adam can correct me on that, but that was listed as a multiplayer on the Switch sale when I had to look it up. But out of all the games themselves, today I want to talk about Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. Because I think as a multiplayer, as a middle-aged gamer, you're looking for something that you can play with your friends online, or hopefully in person in front of your big 120-inch OLED screen TV, right? While you're snacking and drinking, whatever it is you drink. But yeah, Borderlands is a wonderful game. It has a huge amount of replayability. Not even replayability, it's a huge amount of hours because you're playing with three, four people right on a Switch. And it's a big story. It's a lot of guns. I can imagine lots of times where you're like, okay, guys, we're going to stop because I need to mess around with my skills and make inventory and choose which gun I like and test this gun out and stuff. And there are lots of times where you're sitting around with your friends on the couch or you're playing online, you're talking on Discord, you're talking on Steam Chat. And just going to be talking about stuff and inventory. Oh my God, that's a cool gun. You should definitely keep that. It is currently like super cheap, right? If you go back in the day and you think about the price of this game, used to be like $50 back in those days, right? So it's currently $9.89 on the US Switch store, which is, I guess, what most people in Taiwan use because, again, that has the most availability. So it has all the DLC. It has an updated art, updated graphics as well. And it runs absolutely smooth on the Switch. We're talking between 30 to 60 frames per second. Great game. game. I played this on the PlayStation 4 with my brother when I was in London before COVID. And definitely something I would recommend if you're looking for a game to play, perhaps during Halloween long weekend, or you're looking for something for Thanksgiving, and like, okay, I'm taking my Switch to my grandmother's house in Poughkeepsie, Minnesota. But yeah, someplace, you're going to go play games. This is a great game to pick up and say, hey guys, let's do this over the long weekend, Thanksgiving weekend with your family. I highly recommend it. It is cheap, $10. You're not going to go wrong with this game. Even with people who don't like an FPS because there are, like from the original Borderlands, the Zero, who can go around slicing people and stuff and can actually make that a build in Borderlands Game of the Year edition.
1: But yeah, that's it for me. You just need five minutes of tutorial with Captrap to know that you're gonna love the game.
0: Yes, and I actually got that sarcasm this time. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> no, that was not sarcasm. <laughs> God damn it, I'm wrong. No, I, I do I'm a big Borderland. I want to say I'm a big Borderland fan, except I I never played tiny Tina Wonderland game, which I do a bit in my backlog, but again it's just in backlog. But yeah, fantastic games, you're right. Borderland was fantastic. Was it Gearbox? Uh it? Great job on it. Borderland 2 even better. Borderland 3. The only one I don't didn't really I think, was the 2.5 on the moon. I really didn't like the the gravity thing, of course, because it's less gravity on the moon and on an FPS it just makes things very slow, which is a shame. Because borderlands is very energetic, very very fun. You're gonna love it. Alright, and let's keep the train moving
0: along. going back to Antoine's seconds early.
1: So yeah, we're staying on with Nintendo. Maybe you recaller. Of course, you recall in 2016 on 3DS, we had Detective Pikachu from the Pokemon world. And there has been a lot of Pokemon sideshow from the usual franchise. There has been Pokemon Snap, Pokemon whatever, Pokemon Go. And Detective Pikachu, for some reason, had a very big success. That much success that in 2019, we had the movie in cinema which my kids forced me to go see with them. And at first I was like, oh, it's going to be hell. And you know what? It was really good. I really enjoyed myself in front of the Detective Pikachu movie. And when am I talking about? This It's that on October, Oct- October 6th on Switch, we have Detective Pikachu Returns. It's coming back. And if you saw the movie, it's the, the base of the game is a bit the same. You have... Pikachu, who has a voice, he's not saying Pika, he has a real voice. And uh, you have a guy, I think, Tim, a, a human guy who can hear Pikachu. He's the only one who can hear him speak with a normal voice. Everybody else just hear him say, Pika, Pika. And the point of the game is to find he, the team's father. Tim's father was Pikachu's partner, both of them being detective. And the point of the game is a bit out itself on No, you're not in the trial, right? But still, it's a detective game, so is going to talk to normal people, to humans, is going to talk to Pokemons, and you're going to try to connect clues and solve mysteries like this. You can same as the 2016 game, I think the gameplay I don't know if it has changed much, but it's reusing a lot of the original gameplay of uh, sometimes you will need a Pokemon with big muscles to destroy barricade for you, or things like this. But Honestly, that's a very lovely game, and I really think that I'm gonna get it for my kids because it looks. Uh, check the trailer, and it's really pretty, really cute. And I really like the fact that they are turning it into a creative detective game. And it's a sequel to the first one. I haven't played the first one because I, I really discovered it with the movie. Don't know if for you guys did see the movie.
2: I've seen the movie, yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you think? I love the movie. Hey, listen. Yeah, it was good so yeah if you love the movie i'm pretty sure you're gonna like the game and october 6 try a track and check it out
0: yeah i'm gonna i'll put that on the list of switch games to pick up physical editions for which i will play again when i'm 65 years old because there doesn't seem to be time for anything else these days but no that, that sounds exciting like when you i saw you type the story in line and for those of the audience who don't know like all of this is in line because we try to help adam out so he doesn't Wake up early on a Wednesday morning. I'm like, oh my god, what are the stories? What I need to put in the folds, What I need to organize? It. Still um, happens, but yeah. So it, it's when I'm trying to put it there. I'm like, oh okay, um, this looks interesting. And then after he describes, I'm like, oh my god, this sounds amazing and fun and exciting. And if I don't know, I, I'd love to play it and I'd love to get it when it comes
1: out. It's not going to happen for me. Yet. And I'm going to tell you why I really love to play it. It's because I was at the time a big fan of the Professor Layton game which are really good. Detective games are good. I really loved it. lot, uh, it's a lot more based on puzzle. I don't think Detective Pikachu a lot of puzzles. Might be wrong. I don't really know much about the game, but just for this, I'm going to pick it up. The, we need more detective games, <laughs> like point and clicks. There was a lot of point and click doing detective job at the time. Night. way more Fortnite and the street. Yeah, so yeah like that's it. become very I neat. I like to use my brain a bit. Oh no, I can disagree. I don't
0: like to use my brain in the game. I want to, someone feed me
1: now. From time to time, just to take a break after, like, uh, shooting people for uh, three years straight. Let's take a break and try to think a little bit. <laughs> and then we can restart uh, shooting people. Okay. Okay, right now. <laughs> right now. I don't
0: think you've you never played, like, detective point-and-click adventure games, right?
2: Like, back in elementary school, they had some of those, like, educational ones that I would play, but that was about it. So why have you never played this genre of games?
1: The of games. The Tackles, all the Indiana Jones, all of this. was
2: good. I don't know. Probably because when, like I said, we played, I don't remember what they were called, but there was like, yeah, there, there were like those really old early 90s, like educational type games like Math Blaster and that sort of thing. But then these ones were similar. Like it was more like a Carmen Sandiego kind of thing where you had to know stuff and you had to like, go around and collect clues and solve the mystery. But uh, those were on the. Co- Those were on the computers at school and then at home we had a sega genesis but we didn't have a computer until i was like in my teens so then there there were no point and click games on the sega so yeah
1: it was baphomet (laughs) baphomet bad format the knight oh bad format no no no, baphomet the Knights of baphomet what is that i don't remember that one Knights of baphomet i'm gonna put a link just keep talking i'm gonna cut my cut my okay (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, all
0: right adam go ahead with your second story
2: all right so my second story is again more playstation news but this time what's happening is we are getting a price reduction now this is only temporary this is not going to be a permanent thing but you can get your playstation on amazon best buy or target you can order it online and it'll be 50 it'll be 50 off so you can pay 450 instead of the 500 or 499 price i guess technically it'd be 449 mm-hmm. DualSense. Controllers are also on sale. This is the first time that the PlayStation has been on sale. And I don't remember exactly when it ends, but it is sometime later this month. So this is not going to be up for too long. But if you wanted to get a $50 off of PlayStation 5, then now would be the time to do it. Because, yeah, otherwise you're going to have to wait, I guess, until Black Friday.
0: So what comes in a standard PlayStation package? It's the PlayStation 1 controller and a game?
2: Usually it's the PlayStation 1 controller and all the wires you need.
0: Oh, and not a game, so you still have to buy, like, another
2: $70 game as well. There's Astro's Playroom is built into the PlayStation. PlayStation comes with Astro's Playroom pre-installed, but, but yeah. You can get a bundle, and the bundles are on sale, too, but I don't know how much they are. But I think there's, like, a God of War bundle, and there's, a, there's another bundle, too. I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, you can get a bundle, which will come with a game. But, yeah, if you get just the stock PlayStation, it'll just be... The PlayStation, the wires you need, but it does come with Astro's Playroom, and there's plenty of free games online. We we just talked about Tower of Fantasy, Apex. There's lots of free games you could download to get yourself started if you needed to.
0: And all of these games, right? They have Tower of Fantasy. They come with that 4K resolution textures and stuff that you'd get as a free game.
2: I would assume so. Apex does. Okay.
0: Okay. Cool. That sounds interesting. And maybe this ties into. My second story, which we're going to talk about a little bit with regards to Sony, PlayStation, Square Enix, performance, that sort of stuff.
1: Just wanted just to jump on what I was saying. Knights of Baphomet is in French, Le Chauvet Baphomet. In English, apparently it's completely different. It was Broken Sword. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, right I know Broken Sword. Yes, that's my younger brother's favorite
1: point and click. Yes, apologies for this. It, why it change so much in translation? No worries.
0: See, I'm really curious about why Adam never played adventure games because I always assumed given his big brain, that
2: would be like a thing he just didn't have access to him.
0: Yeah. Which makes sense. I Adventure games to me were like the category where, because I had two other brothers, my younger brother played adventure games. I played strategy games and my older brother played action games and we just didn't mix when we were growing up and I only played my first adventure game. like. 10 years ago, maybe that was the first time.
2: Yeah. I was pretty much purely platformers up until we got the PlayStation and then switched over to more RPGs. Yeah.
0: Okay.